and we're back. The boys are back here, and we took a week off. As you know, we're right now we're doing every other week to accommodate schedules. And honestly, um, we want people to listen to more of our previous shows before the new year hits. Listen to our 2022, 2023, all the way back to 2021 content with Cleveland B starting our journey. So we are here today. And Cleve, I'm not going to say I hate you like Seth Rollins told CM Punk, because uh, that just wouldn't be true. I'm not going to tell you your Cowboys or Lakers stink, because that wouldn't be true. But what I could tell you is this. We are at a point right now where we have only Cody Rhodes and CM Punk entered into the Royal Rumble. And if you would have said in 2018, 2019, 2020 that CM Punk and Cody Rhodes would be the first two entrants, I would have said, turn around and walk out, because you'd be dead ass wrong. Those odds would be a million to one. I just, besides how you're doing, obviously want the people to get after that, but um, what is, if you just think about that, that's amazing to me that those are our first two Royal Rumble entrants because it is two megastars. I agree. First and foremost, I'm doing well. Like Joe mentioned, we have been doing by week, well, every other week type show, which is great because we do want to give our fans time to listen up before we rush out new contact, especially with the end of the year coming around. You got Christmas, you got New Year's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of things going on and football is rampantly picking up real well. I mean, look at my Cowboys. We're going to get to that at the end of the show and uh, definitely going to get a LeBron rant going too, but back to wrestling for the moment. You're right, Joe. This is it's still a surreal moment to see CM Punk on a WWE program just because of how everything ended between him and Vince McMahon, really, even with Triple H. He was one of the I'm trying to find a word. He was one of the guys that, you know, you would never thought he would ever come back to the WWE. Um, especially for us new generation guys, you could probably compare this for our older listeners to when Bret Hart was screwed in 96 in his own country of Montreal. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, Bret's never coming back. That's no chance of coming back. And then 20 years, uh, was it 20 years later or so, he makes his return and Sort of the same with Punk. I mean, it's still even surreal if you go back and watch Survivor Series and you hear a cult of personality bumping at the end of the night and you just see everybody's reaction in the ring. Randy's smiling. Seth is like, yo, what, what's, what's this guy and this and that. Even a little Dom and Rhea reaction, too, was kind of cool. If anybody saw that, somebody was recording Rhea's reaction. She was just like, I, I don't care. It's, but, yeah, it's just really dope to see that. And even with Cody, because Cody did the whole smash the throne thing which was symbolic because Triple H calls himself King of Kings. And that was sort of disrespect to Triple H. And now you got two of these guys that were just in AEW, some of their biggest stars. And that just shows you how big of a role WWE has been on in these past two years of taking these big stars away from AEW and putting them on a big platform. We're still waiting on Jay Cargo's debut. Whenever that happens, it's going to be another one of those. Can't believe AEW let that slip through their fingers, but yeah, Joe, five years ago, if you would have told me, yeah, Cody and Punk were going to be the two first guys that throw their hat in the ring for the Royal Rumble, I would have definitely said, stop smoking with Big Dog. <laughs> well, first off, it's like, we so we promote our episodes through social media. I usually take care of Twitter. 
and Facebook. Cleve does the Instagram. Oh my goodness, the picture you just got of me. I look like I got stung by three bees with the shot you got. My goodness. Can't even repost it. Oh my goodness. It looks like it looks like Rikishi took a naked butt cheek to the face. Holy cow. Uh, but that being said, I, I just thought that was wild to me. Um, would you <laughs> quick question before we move on to um, breaking it all down in terms of CM Punk, Randy Orton, and much more uh, NXT deadline, a little review. Cleve, who would you take CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, or would you take the field? I think with what the direction the story is going, um, this is funny because I just had this conversation with one of the biggest Cody Rhodes hater. Yes, you, Paul. Um, I think CM Punk's going to do it. I think this will be a great redemption story. You know, I know a couple weeks ago I said it would suck that he would probably step on possibly guys' toes. But, I mean, at the moment, the one guy I think that deserves the opportunity, I'm going to get to him later, um, I think he's just so wrapped up in what he's doing right now that it would just be kind of weird for him to win the Rumble and then he's already holding the belt. But I think Punk's the guy. You could probably do Cody Rhodes wins the Chamber or something. Because, you know, if you don't win the Rumble, they usually do Elimination Chamber match sometime in between the Rumble and WrestleMania with a number one contender. But I'm going, I'm going Punk. I just think it would make more sense, especially with there's real animosity between Seth and Punk. So you can really use that to make a great story head into WrestleMania. Yeah. And what's interesting. So um, if they do did do CM Punk, it better be um, against Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight championship, in my opinion. And if they do, Cody Rhodes, it would be Roman Reigns. We're going to also, that's just my thought. We're also going to give our, you know, people we want to win, but we don't see winning it, sadly. We're going to give you a male and a female each um, that we are going to go over and say, you know what? Yeah, they're probably not going to win it this year for one reason or another, but we really want them to. So hopefully they change their damn minds. Because everybody saying, Cleve and me, yeah. Um, but, Cleve, since we're on CM Punk, we're going to keep it there. Uh, it's obviously one of the hottest topics in all of the land. All of wrestling has merch sales through the roof. Even the 60-year-old guy next to me when I, I was playing CM Punk, Seth Rollins, he goes, oh, that's CM Punk? Because he's a big Blackhawks fan, obviously. CM Punk's a big hockey fan, for those who don't know that. So, I mean, CM Punk... For better or for worse, controversial, not controversial, whatever you want to say, love him or hate him, he's back. Like you said, whether people like it or not. So, And we'll see if he can prove to be the best in the world. But, Cleve, let's look at it. CM Punk chose Raw. Randy Orton chose SmackDown. It makes sense for what they're trying to do right now, especially Randy and Roman. Um, it seems as if that would be you know, at the Royal Rumble, if not a little bit after, because uh, he has unfinished business, Randy does with the bloodline. And then CM Punk, obviously, Seth Rollins. I don't think it's going to be right this moment. Um, they're really amping up the January 1st Raw because we're still so far from the Rumble. Uh, that's on January 1st where Seth Rollins, because remember, Christmas night, they're doing best of Raw. So we'll have one more Raw, then they'll take a break, and then we'll come back. 
and Seth Rollins. Shout out to Triple H on that, by the way, for actually giving the wrestlers a well-deserved week off. These people are going at 12 months a year. A lot of people on the outside don't even realize that, and it's a damn shame. Um, but getting back into it, uh, CM Punk joins Raw, and on that January 1st one, it'll be McIntyre versus Rollins for the title. We all think CM Punk and Rollins will run into each other at some point. But it's easy to say CM Punk probably right now just because it's been a decade since he's been back, all that good stuff. Randy was missing over a year, but we always knew we were getting him back at some point. But that being said, I think for this moment in time, I'm going to choose the Randy story for now. And I'm not – I. You know, and the reason I'm saying that is because I think Randy's story now until Rumble is going to be more pop than CM Punk's from now until Rumble. We got CM Punk's big pop at Survivor Series. That's settling and finally for most of us. Still some can't believe that he's here. But to me, until we get to the Rumble and see what he does or when he has a match, hopefully, I know he has a non-televised match against Dom coming, but whenever his TV match does, probably January one. Um, they're going to take their time with it because they can. Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. Roman's back this Friday. Randy Orton signed at SmackDown. He calls out Paul Heyman, tells him daddy's back, just like Ripley. And Randy looks so jacked. I mean, he looks unreal for his age. Shout out to him. But uh, I'm really interested to see how him and Randy or Roman handle this. They have had some battles in the past, but not the one-on-one yet for the championship title. And I really think that's a superstar versus a superstar, and we're getting it over the next six weeks. I think it's going to SmackDown will be a banger every week because of it, just like Raw is loaded now too. But the Randy and Roman specifically is why I am choosing Randy Orton as the storyline I'm more intrigued in, at least through the end of 2023 into the Royal Rumble. How about you, Cleef? All right, this is kind of a – I'm going to – crossroad on this one no pun intended for cody but uh I'm, <laughs> it's like i like the randy and roman thing first one was we get our tribal chief back for all our fans yes we will be throwing our ones up dust our one finger off real quick because we're going to be throwing them up in the air for roman yeah God, i miss my tribal chief but on one end you got roman coming back and you have the return of randy which is a big moment at survivor series that got a little bit overshadowed by CM Punk returning. I think Punk kind of returned. It was just like, okay, we got Randy back, but oh my God, we got CM Punk back. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting to see because both guys have it. Well, Punk wrestled a couple months ago and Randy hasn't wrestled in a year. And regardless of how people, whatever people say, ring rust is real. Just like in any sport, you know, if a guy misses a year of football and he comes back, he's not going to be catching passes or he's not going to be throwing the football as accurate as he was the year before he was injured. So it's definitely going to be ring rust on Randy Orton, but I'm very intrigued on where the storyline between Randy and Roman goes. I think it will be interesting. We can get a match at the Rumble. I can't remember. I don't know, Joe, if they had a match before one-on-one. If they haven't, then this is just another groundbreaking thing that WWE is going to do, and that's a great way to start off 2024. On the other end, you got Punk. And- but where's the butt? Where's the butt? <laughs> I didn't use the butt. I said and. I have to use and. <laughs> okay, and okay. On one end, we got Seth and Punk. And let me tell you, one of my personal favorites about wrestling 
is when they mix real life beef into a storyline. This happened years ago in Impact, when a little storytelling in Impact. It was Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. For a lot of us don't know, Jeff Jarrett married Kurt Angle's ex-wife. That was real animosity between those guys. They were able to turn that into one hell of a storyline in X. I mean, in in oh Impact. So, and I know why he stole her because she's a (laughs) bawah. Yeah, she does look good. I saw her in person. And they remember a couple months ago when Seth and uh, Matt Riddle had their thing going on, and we got some real good promos between them. I the one, I mean, the one where Seth says, "That's why your wife and kids don't want nothing to do with you." I mean, you want to talk about some whew, fire right there? I can only imagine a live mic with Punk and Seth Rollins and what they're going to be saying. The only concern for that is 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 Punk still in top ring shape? You know, he, he didn't look the best in AEW. Let's not let's not lie. Let's not sugarcoat it. Punk kind of looked a little bit out of his depth. His age showed a lot in AEW. I'm not a guy I can see here. I watch a lot of AEW. But I do watch YouTube clips of AEW, and it just seems Punk took a step back. You could say his ring rust. He was gone for a very long time. But if we get that top-notch Punk we had, not even that top notch, but somewhere close to what he was a couple years ago, then the Seth and CM Punk will overshadow, sadly, my tribal chief and Randy Orton storyline. Now, wonder, I was going into this thing to see the last time Roman and Randy put, and I'm like, they didn't fight at WrestleMania back. It's a video game this guy's playing or he's creating these matchups. My goodness. Um... Yeah, but you, you can't lie in the middle of the road here. So who are you choosing? I'm going to, I'm going to Roman and Randy. Okay. I can't pick anyone of my tribal chief right now. He's the best in the business at the moment of all of us. It looks like the last time Randy and Roman fought was 2014 on an episode of Raw. Yes, they episode of Raw, Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. In September 8th of 2014, I have the YouTube. They're advertising for Fastlane right now, so October. So probably this is, you know, wow. That's crazy. Young Roman Reigns in the Shield versus Randy Orton, who actually looks even in better shape than he did back then almost, if you want to be truthful. Um, I, I do love... Now, Cleve, I know you're not big on AEW, obviously, but I do love the rivalry. Like, for example, a lot of people are saying who watch both products that Seth Rollins pretty much used Adam Hangman Page's speech for the most part. Because um, Adam Hangman Page said, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm protecting the locker room against you. Similar to what Seth Rollins said last night and. It's just intriguing to me when you bring in real animosity. Now, here's the thing with CM Punk. Sometimes these real battles don't go so well because he takes them too serious. I was actually looking through CM Punk's AEW history again today to make sure I had it right. And after the first year, it was pretty much downhill. He had the injury where he was title holder, and then he had to give up that title while John Moxley did the interim. And then he came back and he won it off of it. He won it again. And then he got injured. And then that's when the Kenny Omega thing happened backstage. And he came back after that and then got in a fight with Jack Perry. So I think, again, WWE is a more controlled structure. They've been around for so much longer. They have 
more management, more experience management in place to where I bet you they had a long, hard discussion, Triple H and CM Punk, and say, hey, open you back with arms. Do what you need to do. We're not going to fully control you, but at the same time, you get out of line or pull anything like an AEW. We'll cut you fast as grass because we can do it. We proved it. We don't need it. We don't need that BS. We need good stories, um, not all this crap where people are fighting and stuff. So he's telling everybody every week he makes it a point to say, Cleve, that he loves. Even at NXT deadline, uh, shout out to Shawn Michaels and CM Punk. You know, CM Punk had a Bret Hart shirt on, and Shawn Michaels is like, nice shirt, bro. Like, just like they were going at it. I don't know if you saw it. In a good way, they were, like, talking it up with each other, and then he left uh, the ring. So that was on NXT Deadline on Saturday, which was a pretty good card. I, I was in and out watching between that and sports. But uh, that being said, the real-life hatred that's going to come out in this one, I mean, Cleve, here's my question to you. Do you – they're not going to fight right off the bat. To me, it just makes too perfect of – at this point in time, and as I've been seeing WrestleMania rumors, night one main event should simply be Punk and Rollins, and then night two should be Roman and Cody. If I had to go right, it, it, assuming The Rock can't make it, uh, that's just how I see it. I like it. I mean, especially with well, the only thing is that you know, with the women's Royal Rumble, you know, they one of them should probably be ending the one of the nights, most likely night one, because I still feel that night. Two. Okay. But even if it, it, let's say it's Becky and Rhea on one side and we'll go, um, Charlotte, well, Charlotte could be out. We'll go Bianca versus EO sky and the other, even though I don't think that, or Bianca versus Bailey. Let's say it's Bianca versus Bailey on SmackDown and Becky versus Rhea and Rom just tr- throwing shit out there. I, the, either of those two don't beat out um, the males. And on top of that, last year, night one was the tag teams with Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos. So it's very hard. I saw the first ever women's main event with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. I don't think it happens this year. I don't think so either. But it's just something to throw out there. But that's what I was leading into. I said, regardless, though, it, regardless of who wins the, Royal, the women's Royal Rumble, it's it still won't have a bigger draw as the men's side of it because, I mean, CM Punk's finally getting what he wanted 10 years ago. A lot of people, for a lot of people, I mean, for people that have been keeping up with the story and understand why Punk left in the first place is that Punk wanted to main event WrestleMania. That was the one thing that Punk wanted. I know he he went about it the wrong way, but that was one of the things he only wanted for Vince McMahon because I think that's every wrestler's dream is to, especially if you watched it growing up as a kid, to be the guy at the end of the night at WrestleMania holding up the title belt. And I think that's all CM Punk wanted. And to finally see that come into fruition, what is it? What was the, uh, when he left in 2012 or something, almost 12 years ago, to finally see that dream accomplished is just a really cool moment, something that you just cannot deny CM Punk again after all these years. So the Rollins and Punk when if Punk wins, if fans, because we don't, we're just speculating here. But if he does win, he does deserve to have that moment in the sun where he headlines the WrestleMania. And then we know night two is going to be Roman versus whoever, because I mean, Roman's the undisputed champion. So of course he's going to get night two. But I think Punk definitely deserves, if he wins, I'm going to emphasize, if he wins, he deserves night one main event against Seth Rollins. 
unless Damien cashes in, which we don't know what the brief. We don't even know what he's doing with the money bank briefcase anymore. It's just it's just sitting around at this point. Yeah, but here we can get back to that because it. I feel like people say cash in not quickly, but then when it goes too long, they're like, when is he cashing in? Actually, CM Punk ran into the Judgment Day on Raw, and uh, Damien. You know what? I don't want to get too because I want to get back to the Rumble and a little bit of NXT deadline. But uh, you could have Punk beat Rollins and then Priest cash in. Uh, and then I'll break down that way, kind of like with EO Sky when at SummerSlam, which we attended, when Bianca won for two seconds and EO Sky cashed in. So it's going to be very interesting as we get there. I can't believe, again, those are the two names in the Royal Rumble as we have Cody and CM. So it, that's phenomenal within itself. But let's get back to the Rumble, which will be – we're still about six, six, seven weeks away here. Um, Cleve, let's talk about people that we want to win or that are deserving, but definitely – I'm not saying have no chance, but have little. When you have names like Punk, Rhodes, um, leading that charge, it's going to be hard to get everybody in that potential scene. And I'm going to throw, we're going to start, I'm going to throw a woman, then you go men, and then I'll go men, and then you can end with woman. I, you're going to hate this, Cleve, right off the bat. But I would love nothing more than Liv Morgan to come back from injury after she's been gone and take out everybody and win this Royal Rumble and go against whoever the heel is on SmackDown, whether that's Charlotte, whether it's, you know, maybe Bailey, whoever it might be. I want Liv to come back as good as she looks. Yeah, I see you over there. I know you're a hater. And I think it would be awesome to have Liv Morgan take that. Now, who's much more deserving to me and who should win the Rumble? Um, that's not one of maybe one of the top couple odds. Asuka. I think, you know, she's won it before. I think she's done everything she's always been asked to do. I, my, you know, sleeper pick would be Asuka. My want with the heart, Liv Morgan. Uh, reaction, and then who do you like on the woman's side is somebody who probably won't win. Jeez. Because I do think the woman's side is wide open. I don't think it is wide open. Fans for us, for our newer fans, Joe is madly in love with Liv Morgan. Even though she wrestles like a fish fresh out of water, Joe is just madly in love with her. I'm not going to sit here and say Liv Morgan isn't the best, but I mean, Liv Morgan winning a Royal Rumble? <laughs> that's, just, that's just all I got to say for that side, folks. But for the men's, who I would love to win the Royal Rumble, is let me talk to you, Joe. The man of a night. Who is you can arguably make him the wrestler of 2023. I mean, yeah, he didn't win a championship belt in this year, but from where he was started in January of this year to where he's ending now, we are witnessing a mega star before our eyes in LA Knight. The man hasn't won a championship belt in WWE yet, and he's arguably over than about 95% of the roster. Both all three shows, if we're being 100% honest. When we went to Detroit, Joe, I mean, how many times were we here in the yeah, chat? Let me talk to you. You were starting majority of them, but let me, it was more yeah than the woo chance. Like, that just shows you how big of a star LA Knight is. He doesn't even have to wrestle on the pay per view. 
you show a little promo of him or him sliding in the ring where um driving at the car what's the, the one that they were showing at the pay-per-views lately he gets a, such a great reaction from the fans i would love to see la night win but i i just know he's not gonna win but a guy who does deserve to win in my honest opinion is gunther one of the greatest intercontinental champions like of all that. time <laughs> I will argue with anybody. I've been watching wrestling for close to 20 years now. I've watched a lot of Intercontinental Champions. He is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. But I don't think he will win because I can't remember the time when a guy that was holding the championship belt actually won the Royal Rumble. It's kind of like a um, hidden thing with WWE. If you already win holding the belt, you usually don't win the Rumble. So those are the two guys. LA Knight and Gunther are the guys that I would like to see win the Rumble. So I actually had L.A. Knight typed out. The reason I did not choose him is because in my mind, he's the third favorite behind Punk and Rhodes. Now, I think Punk and Rhodes are probably head and shoulders above everybody else when it comes to potentially winning that. But I would love, you know me, L.A. Knight getting the victory. Um, it's, It's funny, too, Cleve. Usually, you know, like a veteran gets paired up with a young um a young guy and they make their way LA Knights 40. He is newer to the scene, but he's been with John Cena and now uh, Randy Orton involved in things. Kudos to him as he's making the big scene. Uh, I would love that. So I'm totally agree there. And then on Gunther, another great pick. I didn't even consider him really. Cause like you said, he is the intercontinental champion. On the other hand, it would be something else if, he won the Rumble, had the IC title, and then fought, let's say, Rollins for the heavyweight title. Uh, and then maybe he had both. That would be pretty nutty within itself. I want to see Gunther and Brock face off in the Royal Rumble, face-to-face, one-on-one, with a bunch of people surrounding him. I think that'd be a really, really cool scene. But in terms of my mail, and you know what? You could argue he could be third favorite to win the odds, Cleve. Um, but again, I think Punk and Rhodes are so far ahead that it's hard to even say. But I'm going to go Jay Uso. There is nobody more deserving than him. He main event in SummerSlam. He worked his way out of, you know, no offense, I love Jimmy Uso. I love Solo Sokoa. But Jay's the first one to pick up and, you know, disband and make it big. Yee, yee, yee. On his own, not only in merchandise. But in the ring, with his entrance, how he gets the crowd going. I mean, I see videos all the time of their kids or people going, like, with their hands up and down for Jay. So, And he's so likable, man. Now, the only problem with that is you'd probably have them the same main event at, at SummerSlam because then it'd be, he'd probably pick Roman again. But um, I would have no issue with it. Yeah, it could be a letdown to the Cody fans like myself or people that wanted to rock. But I think Jay Uso is very deserving. I think he, we're going to do, by the way, Cleve, next time we come back, we will do our 2023 MVPs for male and female. Um, just like the sport, regular sports life do. We're going to bring you um, who we would give the MVP awards to. And then we'll look at 2024. I always have to look back, Cleve, because we always make predictions of who we think will break out. I want to look back at last year and see who we picked as breakout stars, and we can go from there as well. So that will be fun. That will be on the next episode. Look for that. Uh, Always remember, follow us on Twitter at Cleve and Me. Go on Spotify, type in Cleve and Me, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your content, you will find us. 
We are on in, uh, we are all over social media platforms, Cleveland and I as well. So that's always that. Um, getting back to it though, Cleve, what do you think about Jay Uso? And then who would your woman be that is deserving slash you would want to see in there? The Jay Uso want to be really really cool, but the only reason I don't see Jay Uso because I feel that Cody Rhodes has. Um, unfinished business with Roman and I think the direction that they're going is, is the reason why they put Jay on Raw. Because I think they want to have the first ever twin versus twin match at WrestleMania, which I mean probably gotta be just cool in and of itself. We've seen brother versus brother, but we've never seen two twins actually go at it in the middle of a ring at the biggest show of the year. So I think that's just the only reason why I don't put Jay Uso up there. But you're right, Jay Uso separated from the Usos, arguably one of the he put him top 10 greatest tag teams of all time. And then he finally stepped out on his own. He became main event Jey Uso. And then he went over to Raw. And it's like, man, you would have never thought Jey Uso was a tag team specialist. Because, I mean, he just looks so much comfortable as a singles wrestler. But those are the things I think are preventing him. It's just that um, Cody's more deserving to go against Roman. And he has a due date with his, bro- his brother, Jimmy. Now, on to the women's side of it. Who would I like to see? This is going to be a shocker, Joe. Brace yourself because you don't even like this person. Oh, no. I'm going Nia Jackson. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. She has improved in the ring since she's gotten back. She's, I mean, come on. She's the biggest biggest women's wrestler on the entire roster. She joined the men's rumble. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah, when she got RKO. Yeah, that was great, actually. (laughs) You've never seen that, fans. Please rewatch that. But. She's sort of like the Big Show in that division. You know, it always blew my mind that a guy that was 500 pounds like the Big Show never won the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? It was just like, come on. He's the biggest guy in the ring. But I would like to see Nia have He never won a Rumble? Never won a Rumble. He should have won in 2000. It was a lot of controversy surrounding that. The Rock feet touched the ground first, but they gave the Rock the win. Check that out if you never saw it. But um, They said they could maybe do that with Punk and Rhodes. Could go back to 05 with Cena and Batista both hit the floor at the same time and maybe Triple H will run to the ring and blow his quads out like his, <laughs> like his father-in-law. But yeah, I'll go Nia Jackson for that one. But the one I think the realistic option for me would probably be Bailey. I think Bailey's definitely going to get kicked out of damage control pretty soon. It's all signs are pointing to that. She cost on the match at Survivor Series. She was the one that suffered the pinfall. It just seems with EO, with um, Care, what's uh, what's the new lady name? Uh, Kari Sane. You yeah. got Dakota, you got Oscar. It's just like Bailey's sort of just there at the moment, right? So you can use that as Bailey's redemption story. She got kicked out of a group she created so she could bring up these young, these two young women's wrestlers. And this is what how they show their who, gratitude. Who is even the favorites in the women's, would you say? I like. Well, I mean, it's, you probably got to throw Bailey. I mean, Becky. You got to throw Bianca. Charlotte okay, here Steve. we go. Right now, um, by, I want to get back to Nia Jackson in a minute, by the way. But right now, here are the odds of the top 10. Bianca Belair and Bailey tied at plus 250 as the best odds. Liv Morgan and Jade Cargill, next best odds at 333. Becky Lynch at plus 500. Kyrie Sane at 650. Charlotte Flair and Raquel Rodriguez at 750. So that's your top. Eight top eight right there. You like my girl Liv up there? Oh, come on. Whoever wrote that, the Liv Morgan fan. Also. I forgot about Jade Cargill. Could be, play a big factor. I uh, just want to say my condolences. Her mo- mother passed away the other day, so that's never good. So condolences on that. But Nia Jax, dude, 
I'll say this. I don't like her. Oh, my whole but 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 if she can have a good rivalry with Becky Lynch, which dates back five years, we saw them in the ring yesterday promo battle. It was good. If they could have that come full circle and they put on a good one on one, I could be in on that then. For now, I'm out, but I could be in. But while we're on Nia, because we really don't talk about Nia Jackson for real on this show, she made a sort of a good point in the promo where she sort of said that she created the man. And it's I kind of hard to disagree with the point, Joe. I think her busting Becky's nose, don't get me wrong, Becky was already. When she jumped, when she turned, you know, when she beat up Charlotte and they tried to make her heal and they realized that wasn't going to work. But I still think Bailey, uh, Becky's most badass moment was her in the crowd with her bloody nose. And it was just like, that was really cool. And Nia did it. Whether it was an accident or not, we know Nia was uh, sort of dangerous in the ring back then. But I just thought that was a really, that's what I like about promos. I thought it was a really cool point that Nia threw that out there that, I basically gave you one of your badass moments in WWE by breaking your nose. But going back to the Bailey thing, I just think Bailey would have a bigger story than anyone else because she can say, hey, I mentor these guys, these women, and they turn their backs on me, and now I want my payback. And like I said, hey, prove it, uh, prove it in the next one right here. Let's see. Let's see if we can get this done. If she can have a good battle and it's all going to be good, then fine. Maybe we will give her the uh, opportunity to have that play out. So I, I'm not, I'm not totally upset with that. It's not. I, I do like the Bailey idea. I think it's fascinating with the woman because even as we looked at the odds just now, um, like I said, I love like Morgan. I don't see her as a thirds on favorite. I like Kyrie Sane's an interesting name, but there's so many possibilities. I mean, Oscar's not even on that list of the top eight. Um, there's, it's in Tampa, Florida, and I'm so tempted to go Cleve with Tones. But, you know, they have Sasha Banks even at plus 1,200. Uh, that's uh, Alexa Bliss even at 1,400 who had her kid. Cleve, I will, th- I do definitely think Bliss comes back at that. But that's for another time and place we could talk about maybe Sasha Banks if she wants to get back on the right side of things is, you know, her career we kind of called it here. Um, maybe it's what she wants to do. Maybe it's great, but. She's not in that wrestling spotlight anymore. We're not talking about her. So that's that. Um, really quickly, if you're looking for AEW card tonight, um, it is going to be John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland, uh, which is just going to be a phenomenal match. Swerve and Moxley both been killing it. Uh, Rush versus Jay Lethal. Mark Briscoe versus Jay White. Hangman Page versus Roger Strong. And we'll hear from Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho as they try to fight for the tag team titles. So that is on that end. And then again, NXT deadline, which is this past weekend. We had seven matches as shout out to Ilja Dragunov. He retained over Baron Corbin. By the way, I saw Baron Corbin in Taylor Swift's suite. I don't know if you saw that at all at the Chiefs uh, game this past week versus Buffalo. But Baron Corbin got a picture with Taylor Swift inside the suite. I'm like, how the how the hell did that make any sense? How did that happen? But, Cleve, the one thing I did want to talk about, which I thought was a cool concept of a match, um, and tell me if they've done this in WWE before, and this is all we'll say on it because I do give the pay-per-view a B plus. Cleve didn't say it, so he won't grade it. But, Cleve, I do want to ask you this question as we're getting on the back half of the show here. They had a men's and a woman's 
Iron Survivor Challenge to determine the number one contender for each of the respective belts. And what that means is this. So you have five people um, that are involved in this match, and it starts with two people in the ring. And obviously the person who wins um, gets the most pinfalls. So the most pinfalls wins uh, the match, which shout out to Trick Williams and Blair Davenport is Trick Williams won in like the last two minutes. He came back in crazy fashion. But so five people, and it's timed for 30 minutes. So what happens is, is you have to have the most pinfalls. Here's why it's called Iron Survivor Challenge. If let's say you get pinned in the first minute, you got to go spend five or it was three or five minutes or two minutes in the penalty box. You cannot, you you got pinned, you got to take some time out. And then obviously they do that for 30 minutes with all five characters. And I thought it was just a cool concept to see, um, you know, oh, you got pinned, you're out a couple minutes. Ooh, wow, that guy has a minute left to come back in. Um, or, hey, man, that guy's got three pinfalls. Those guys got two. I just, or ladies, that was a cool concept to me. I haven't seen it to that exact measure before. Um, have you recall anything like that or similar? And if not, what do you think about it? That is a very cool concept. I didn't see it in the WWE, but it sort of reminds me of something that um, the original TNA used to do back in the day. But it was sort of a ladder match type format where it was called King of the Mountain, where you would have to get a pinfall before you were able to hang the belt on. Yes, folks, instead of you bringing the belt down, they would have you hang the belt up. I thought that was pretty unique. And they also, you had to sit in the penalty box for three minutes. Sometimes two guys would be in the box and they'll be fighting it in the box for those three minutes. So that was just really cool. Um, that'd be something cool to see on the main roster too someday uh, if they were to ever. It seems like NXT is sort of the how the NBA does the D, uh, the G League where they try ideas out in the minor leagues to see how the fans will react to it and then they slowly implement it into like the main roster. War Games was sort of created on NXT and it's got such a great reaction They say, hey, you know what, we're going to put this on the main roster and it's been such a grand hit. So an Iron Man challenge match like that with five people, 30 minutes and whoever gets the most pinfalls, I mean, dude, that last minute or so, it's probably just straight chaotic in the ring. Somebody's trying to get a pin and it's and that like that. Uh, then, like I said, I've, I've, it happened in other companies, but that would be really cool to see on the main roster, maybe for a title belt, you know? Uh, they used to do the championship scramble match. Shame on you, WWE, for never bringing that back. I thought that was a really cool and unique concept that you guys did years ago. But that would be really cool to see for a championship belt, a match like that. Totally um, think they should try it out. Uh, you know, NXT is a good place to do it first. Um, but I definitely think that we should maybe move towards something like that for number one contenders because I feel like number one contenders matches should have more prevalence than they do. Sometimes I feel like something just gets kind of thrown into the scene, what might have you. So this time around, I hope they take um, better clarity in, in many of different ways instead of just getting it to the top star as we get closer to Elimination Chamber, which I love as always, and then to WrestleMania. Like I said, I give that pay-per-view a B plus. Great job um, there by NXT for sure. Um, Cleve, before though, you know, we're getting here, wrapping up. I wanted to talk about uh, 
Logan Paul and Gunther. Here we are. We got Intercontinental and United States champ, two big names, one for more outside of the business, one for more in it. Do you should we something should we see anything crazy with these titles soon? Uh, and which story are you going to be more intrigued to follow as we get towards WrestleMania for both of these gentlemen and their respective titles? Well, we're probably not going to see what, uh, what's, the, what's that guy TikTok name? Oh, uh, don't even. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the one the 14-year-olds love, Logan Paul. We're probably not going to see him for a while. I think they're probably going to save him probably till Mania. They don't want to too much do too much overexposure of him, honestly, but uh, that's a very good question, Joe, because, you know, eventually the and Gunther's IC title reign has to end. It's been great. It's been phenomenal, but it has to win. Everything has to win. And I think the one guy that still deserves that opportunity is Chad Gable. Shush! He had a put on a hell of a match with him, and it sort of seems like they put that on the back burner probably for a bigger show. But this is the only time I'll ever pick a Logan Paul match over something like that because I think the guy that's going to knock off LA Knight. I mean, uh, damn, I just spoiled it for myself. The guy that I think that's going to knock off Logan Paul is none other than LA Knight. He will get his first major championship belt in the WWE, which will be the United States champion, and will probably happen at WrestleMania because I think a guy of both the guys' star calibers deserve a moment at WrestleMania like that. So I'm leading toward... Sadly to say, Logan Paul's defending the, I can't believe I'm saying it's the United States champion at WrestleMania. Come on, WWE. I would, I mean, that would be the right move, heel versus face, LA Knight getting that U.S. title because it's too slammed up at the top right now to put him as heavyweight to me. Or you you could do that. Let him prove prove himself with a respected title like the U.S. first. Um, but Logan Paul is the man. Uh, actually, Jake Paul fights this weekend. Um, I know you'll be really intrigued and locked into watching that. And I even think there's a big UFC card. I think Covington fights and Patty the Batty, if I want to say, who I'm a huge fan of. Big fight night weekend in the UFC uh, coming up for those people who also enjoy that is a different terms of fighting from what our boys do and ladies do in the WWE business. Cleve, before we get out of here today, though, is there anything that we did not bring up that you wanted to talk about? I think we covered everything wrestling-wise, but you know, Joe, you know what time it is. It's the end of the show where we just let loose and say whatever. And, guys, I've been holding it in, but how about them cowboys? You know what, fans? It was a lot of, you know, a lot of people were chirping at the Cowboys. You know, the Niners whooped us. That's different. The Niners are the best team in all of football. Argue with you, argue with your friends, argue with your mama. I don't care. They're the best team in all of football, so they're gonna do that. But when the Eagles beat us by five points, you should have saw all the Eagles fan let them fly. Eagles fly, doing all that chirping. Who yeah yeah yeah. What we do Sunday night? We embarrass the Eagles. We expose Jalen Hurt for the fraud that he is. A.J. Brown was locked up by Gilmore, the man he called old, this and that. We have the blueprint for beating the Eagles. It was such a big win that Myron didn't even have the audacity to try to shit-talk me in the group chat. He's been on quiet mode ever since my Cowboys embarrassed his Giants early in the season. But, because he owes you money. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Never going to see that again, you know. It's, it, it's fine. You're going to try to bet me next year. 
and I'm going to throw that fact in your face, but Dude, my Cowboys have just been on a run. You can hate the Cowboys all you want, but you cannot deny that Dak Prescott, and you see my name, Joe, is the MVP of this 2023-24 season. Arguably, he is. this is the best we've ever seen of Dak. We have to win the Super Bowl this year because if we don't, it's just going to be – we'll never have a team as great as this year. Our defense is down packed. Our receiving core is just, is just filthy argue with anybody that um, C.D. Lamb is top five wide receiver in the league this season, and Dak's just playing Dak's just playing above what anybody thought he was going to play. So shout out my Cowboys for destroying the Eagles. And then lastly, shout out my GOAT, LeBron James, for winning the first ever in-season tournament. Oh he, my God. he just keeps adding to his resume. I mean, he's got another one. He's got another championship to add to his trophy. Oh, game. my. That's I mean, sickening. Guess what? Jordan never did it. Kobe, oh, none of these other guys ever did it. LeBron is the first to do it. He's going to win a ring this year, and he's going to go to France to bring the gold medal back home to the United States. So shout out my GOAT, LeBron James. I'm done. That's the yeah, people. That's like saying John Cena, Ric Flair, and Hulk Hogan never won the 24 7, never won the 24 7 title, which is a laughing stock travesty. I was rooting for the Pacers, always rooting against LeBron James when possible. Although, shout out to him to be doing it just like these wrestlers do at an older age. Never, never easy in this business. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at for Cleve and me. Uh, we got Christmas coming up. We are going to try to bring you an episode next week because I'm sure it'll get a little hairy around Christmas. But we're going to be, like I said, MVPs of 2023. And then I'm going to look back at who we said last year for this year. And then we're going to move forward into 2024. So just like wrestling does everything in life, it's been going by so fast and crazy. We will bring that to you. Other than that, though, let me look at my list here and see the list. You just made the list. If anything, made the card. Obviously, as I mentioned, I keep saying obviously. People don't know all the time. Roman Reigns is back this Friday, as you mentioned. Cleve, I am amped. I will have it recorded if I cannot watch. I want to see Randy and Roman face-to-face and see what they talk about because, whoo. Those men are not only lit on the mic right now, but they're also two of the most jacked in shape men in the business. I really look forward to it. Paul Heyman got some, you know, turkey stuffing in the way last week of daddy Randy Orton. We will see if the ones come to play or does Randy Orton the Viper get his last sneak in. But stay tuned Friday on SmackDown. For that being Cleve, this is me. God bless. Good night, everyone. And I desperately need a Colts win this weekend. So be ruined on Saturday evening.